going to give you a chance today to touch the hem of that garment, so thank you for that song. The title to this morning's message is Clean Out Your Fridge. Clean Out Your Fridge. How many times have you reached into the fridge and pulled out something to eat, only to discover it's been in there just a little bit too long? Maybe it's spoiled, or, or maybe you just don't 
quite know how long it's actually been in there. So you put it right back where you got it from and grab something else. What you should have done, of course, was thrown it out, discarded it, got rid of it. But for some reason, you just tucked it way in the back, out of sight, pretending you never saw it. Now, come on, man, I know I'm not the only man that's done this. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe we're just too lazy. Maybe we don't want to take the time to remove those spoiled items, so we just put it right back in there, way in the back, of course, out of sight, out of mind. Maybe we're waiting for our wives to clean up the mess. (laughs) Waiting for her to separate those spoiled goods from the fresh goods, the good from the bad, so to speak. Many husbands... Like me, just ignore the bad stuff and press on. We might notice the expiration expiration date is long past, but we don't do anything about it. It's business as usual. We take the easy way out. We do whatever is fastest and most convenient for us. Now maybe, just maybe, women do this too. I'm not sure. I wouldn't know, would I? All right. Regardless of who does this, we face many dangers by holding on to that garbage, by hanging on to those spoiled goods. For one thing, we risk the spoiled food, that bad food, to rot or poison the good stuff. We risk allowing the bad stuff to take over the inside of the fridge, creating all kinds of stinky smells. We may end up exposing others to our spoiled goods without even realizing we did. How fair is that? It's time we clean out our fridges, brothers and sisters. We've ignored the stench and danger of rotten goods for far too long. Rotten goods like anger. Rotten goods like jealousy. Or maybe there's a few cases of judgment tucked away right behind all that good stuff. Just out of reach, but always available. I wonder how long it would take before all that garbage takes over our fridge because we never got rid of it. How long would it be before that judgment garbage starts smelling everything up as as we look at skin color or tattoos or piercings or how someone dresses or where they work or what car they drive or what clothes they wear or how much money they have? We need to take the time and look deep within our fridge and see if we still have bowls of unforgiveness wedged between those plates of love and grace. And what about guilt? For some reason, every fridge seems to have an ample supply of guilt on hand. Eventually, all that junk, all that garbage will overpower love Grace and forgiveness. Yes, it's time we all clean out our fridges. We need to purge all those lusts. We need to purge all those addictions. Maybe even discard a few people in our lives that encourage a sinful lifestyle. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. But we have 
so many excuses, don't we? Maybe we look inside that fridge and believe that, well, there's more than good, there's more good than bad in there, so we're okay. Bless you. We think we're okay if we see more good than bad, but that's a lie, brothers and sisters. Maybe we convince ourselves that we just don't know what to do with all that garbage. Maybe we don't know how to dispose of it. Is it trash or is it recyclable? Well, unfortunately, in our lives, we seem to recycle those things that should be, those things that need to be discarded, like those sandwich bags full of fear and anxiety. We tend to hold on to them and recycle them in our lives as we face a crisis, allowing them to overpower that supply of faith. And before we know it, the smell of fear Rots everything else. Last week I confessed that my faith was on a roller coaster that would make Six Flags proud as our great-granddaughter went through a crisis. My fridge kept filling back up with fear and anxiety no matter how many times I tried to clean it out. I prayed and I prayed. I quoted Bible verses on faith. I quoted Bible verses on healing. I meditated on the messages I gave the past couple weeks that was on faith. Like the song today, I meditated on the faith of the woman who bled for 12 years. I meditated on those four friends who were bold enough, who had enough faith to take their paralytic friend and lower him through the roof to Jesus Christ so he could be healed. And it all seemed to work as I, as I threw out the bad and, and I made room for the good. Until Satan looked in my fridge and noticed that I still had a remnant of fear and anxiety tucked in the back. I still had a small part of that garbage that was neatly tucked in the back of my fridge and the enemy took advantage of it because that's what he does. I soon heard his lies in my head, but the baby is so small. But the the baby is so weak. The, The baby just had a major operation. How can she overcome this? And before I knew it, I recycled that fear and anxiety back into my life. I let that garbage back into my life. Now, I didn't want it back in, of course. But like Rick read this morning, Paul said, I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things I do want to do. We laughed about that Friday, Thursday, Friday, Friday. We were playing golf out there, and we we were talking about the Scripture verse, because, yes, we talk about Jesus on the golf course. But we're talking about that verse specifically. And I started laughing. I said, yeah, I get it. I come up to the tee and I want to hit to the right, but I hit to the left. Alan's already laughing. He's golfed with me. And then when I want to hit to the left, I hit to the right. And then when I I don't want to hit the ball over the green, guess what happens? I hit the ball over the green. See, I didn't do what I did want to do, and I did do what I didn't want to do. Practice that a couple times. Honestly, I hope... It really simplified the message. There are things in our life that we don't want to do, yet we do them anyway. The Bible says if we fail to clean out our garbage, if we fail to discard all that, we're going to face consequences. Matthew 13, 47 through 50 warns us, The kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. 
so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We are called to repent. We are called to clean out our fridges. Now, we won't always get it right. We'll never be perfect, right? We just read today that even Paul, the apostle, the great Paul, was not perfect. He suffered in the flesh as well. No, we don't have to be perfect, but we are called to be more Christ-like every day during our faith walk. But we can't do that if our fridge is filled with garbage that's reached its expiration date. Now that expiration date, by the way, is the day that we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the expiration date on the garbage, amen? Here's why. That was the date we originally cleaned out our fridges and asked for the garbage to remove, to be removed from our lives. That's when we came to Christ. Said, here's all this garbage. Here's all the stuff I've dealt with. It's stinking up my fridge. I put it at the foot of the cross. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for our sins. We ask to be forgiven. That's the date. Anything past that, follow me, that's the expiration date of all our sins and all our garbage. We hold on to that. That day, we became new creatures. We became new creations when we accepted Jesus Christ. But unfortunately, as long as we live in these fleshly bodies, garbage will continue to come into our lives. As it does, we just need to continue to clean out our fridge. We need to empty those shelves filled with jealousy, those shelves filled with anger, those shelves filled with guilt or hatred or addictions or anything else that's considered trash. And then we need to take all that garbage to the, gar- to the curb and let the garbage collectors take it away. Now don't get mad at me. I almost didn't write this part in here. I don't want you to think it's blasphemy. But as I wrote this message, I pictured Jesus Christ as our garbage collector. Right? Nobody walked out. I'm doing good. I, I imagine Jesus Christ as our garbage collector, and here's why. Think about it. Doesn't he tell us to bring, bring our garbage to him? He says, bring me your junk. I'll, I'll get rid of it. And not just get rid of it. I won't even remember it. Right? I'll remove it as far as from the east to the west. I'll drop it into the deepest parts of the ocean, and I will never recall it. Bring me your garbage, Jesus, the garbage collector. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, he says, Come to me, all who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I would call jealousy a heavy burden, amen? I would call anger a heavy burden. I would call lust a heavy burden. I would call an addiction a heavy burden. I would call hatred a heavy burden. Do you see where I'm going here? That's the garbage he's asking for. Bring it to me and I will give you rest. Now I was thinking maybe we should share that analogy with, with the garbage collectors that come to the house. How much pride do you think they would take when they realize they're in the same profession that Jesus Christ himself is in? That they remove garbage from people's lives and make room for the good stuff. We clean out our fridges, we place the garbage at the curb and the professionals dispose of them. Now, I know us country folk don't have curbs, but work with me here. Another thing to consider, we give them our recyclables so that something good 
can be made for them. And in our case, we instead of recycling guilt and anger, we do a testimony. We recycle the testimony so people learn from that. So it gives people hope, gives people faith, gives people strength, gives people courage. That's how we recycle junk. That's how we recycle garbage. But we certainly don't take that garbage all the way out to the curb and then turn around and bring it right back inside. At least we're not supposed to, right? We're supposed to leave it at the curb to get rid of it, amen? And why do we bring our trash to the foot of this cross only to pick it back up and bring it back into our lives? We're called to leave it at the cross. Not temporarily store it. We're called to leave it. We're called to bring our burdens to Christ. And then we're called to nail our sins to the cross. Nail them. Permanent. Not scotch tape so we can just take it back with us when we go. Not little thumbtacks so we can pull it off and put that sin back into our life. We're called to nail it. So if we're filled with any type of hatred, bam, nail it to the cross. Any type of lust, nail it to the cross. Addictions, anger, nail it to the cross and leave it there. Leave your garbage at the cross. We're to leave those burdens and sins nailed to the cross to be collected by Christ and to be discarded. Now those who accept Christ and ask for forgiveness, will receive forgiveness. Not might, not could. Those who ask for forgiveness will receive forgiveness. Colossians 2, 13 through 14 assures us, when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him when he forgave us all our trespasses, Erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. He set this aside, nailing it to the cross. Nailing it to the cross. So I would ask you this morning, brothers and sisters, are you carrying unneeded burdens on your shoulders? Are there things in your life that garbage that you just need to get rid of, that you, you keep poking in the back of the fridge? It's like me. I, I'll go in front of the fridge for five minutes. What are you looking for, my bride? I'll say, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the ketchup. It's right here. She pulls it out. Because here's the problem. Men, I can speak to men, sometimes we don't see the garbage in our own lives. Sometimes we can't find it. But I promise you this. The Holy Spirit can. The Holy Spirit can help you look deep in your fridge today, this morning, and point out those things that you need to take out to the curb. Whether it's lust or anger or jealousy, coveting over a neighbor. Whatever it is this morning, if you haven't accepted Christ, this is the time to accept them. We're going to open the altar up again this morning. And I just want to tell you, I don't come into a message every week and say we're going to do an altar call. I have not once said that the end goal for me is to do an altar call. The Holy Spirit keeps putting this on my heart. Now, I could say I don't know why. Part of that is true. I don't know who he's trying to talk to. A lot of times it's me. But he's given us a chance. This is the day. 
We're away from the community. We're away from the workplace. We're away, we're away from non-believers. This is our safe zone. This is our comfort zone. And he calls us. He calls us today to trust him. He calls us today to open those fridge doors and let the Holy Spirit look inside. So I offer you that same thing this morning. Don't let the enemy tell you to stay in your seat. Don't let the person sitting next to you, don't think that they're going to point at you or laugh at you. There's a lot of people hurting, myself included. This is where we do it. We do it at the altar. Mark, you can place just a short something. The altar is going to be open the whole time, but I would ask you to come up now. Just open those fridge doors. Let the Holy Spirit see inside today. Don't go home with a burden today. Don't leave here with weight on your shoulders. Don't leave here with fear and anxiety. Or don't leave here feeling guilty about some sin that you did. Come, give it to Jesus. Bring it to the cross. Bring it to the altar this morning. So please, come on. The altar is open. You say
So it's interesting, I watched a video yesterday and a young man was given a message. He walked into the church with five or six big garbage bags, which is funny because I'd already written about cleaning out your fridge. But he had like five or six garbage bags he's holding on to with both hands. And he tells everybody, I'm doing good, everything's good, life's good, I'm happy, everything's going great, nothing wrong in my life, and he's still holding those heavy bags. And then he explains to them, those heavy bags are our burdens. Those heavy bags are our fears. Those heavy bags are computers that don't work. Yeah. Right. So, what I'm asking this morning is, Jesus already knows what burdens we're carrying. Right? We can hide them from our spouse. We can, we can hide all that junk from our neighbor. Probably not hide them from Lady. She seems to be right on top of it. But we can, we can fool the world for the most part. But we're never, ever going to fool our Creator. He knows our hearts. So I'm just going to offer a couple more minutes. If you want to come up, I don't want to say don't be a coward, but don't be afraid. If the enemy's telling you to stay sitting in your seat and you know there's something you need to come up here and give to the Lord, come up and give it to the Lord. We don't listen to the enemy. He's a father of all lies. We serve a risen Savior who's already defeated the enemy. So if you don't mind, I'll just give it a couple more minutes since the music didn't work. And then we're going to pray. Bible says we're, we're to approach the, the throne as children. And here we have a child. The example that we're all supposed to do to not be that adult that, that brings in our own baggage, our own garbage, except to give it up. But we're to, we're to approach Christ as a child does. With faith, with child. A, a child believes anything just about in the beginning that a parent tells them. That's the faith call we're called to have for Christ. To believe in him. Not the world. No matter, no matter how slow we make it to the altar, how posy. No matter, no matter how slow, Christ is still waiting each and every time with open arms. Now Run! Good for you. Look at you. Look at that. We can open our arms to Christ this morning. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ in your life, listen, pick up the newspaper, read the obituaries. We're not promised tomorrow. The blink of an eye will be taken from this earth. If you have not accepted Christ, come accept Christ.
I'm proud of you guys, all of you. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for the example of all the saints who've gone before us, for those who've waited in patience for your promises to come to pass, for those who lived in hope while around them it seemed to be only darkness, for those who witnessed to you when it was not considered the proper thing to do, for those who forgot their own selves and their desire to obey your commands and respond to your call upon their lives. Help us today, O God, to examine the level of our faith, to look seriously at our resistance to talk about the cross and to talk about your sacrifice, to consider in prayer our reluctance to give up the things of this world and risk our reputations, our comfort, and our security for the sake of following you, for the sake of witnessing to you, for the sake of obeying you. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your love, answer. Father, we pray that you would make us bold in our faith by our self-forgetting, our self-denial. Help us make visible to all our brothers and sisters the reality of your power and care, that power and care which is made evident when we confess our weakness to you and then so often conceal it from others. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your love, answer. Father God, listen to the cries of those who pray to you, and grant that as we proclaim the greatness of your name, all people will know the power of love at work in the world. You spoke your word and revealed your good news in Jesus the Christ. Fill this country with that word again, so that by proclaiming your joyful promises, and by singing your glorious hope to all peoples, we may once again become one living body, your incarnate presence on the earth. Teach us to love you with all our hearts, minds, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Teach us to hate sin as much as you do and to evict it from our lives. May our hunger and thirst for righteousness never grow dull or ever be quenched. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somewhere. Yes, Megan actually hangs hers in her college dorm. 
I, I love to tell that story because that's a pretty brave thing to do in a college atmosphere. You don't just say no to unbelievers. Witness everywhere we go. So let's pray, please. Raise your hands if you're comfortable. Father God, we lift your word back up to you. We ask for the Holy Spirit to anoint these cards, Lord, that the right people get the right word, that they increase their faith, their boldness, their courage, Lord, that, that they're encouraged, that they're lifted up, that, that it helps them deal with something that they're going through, Lord, or maybe it, it gives them hope for something that you've promised them in prayer, but they haven't seen it come through yet. So we have faith in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Whew, as we go from here, may we be the people that love on others, that we reach out to other people, that we witness in a community, that we invite them to this church to give them a chance to see what the truth is all about. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless and keep each and every one of you. Please stay safe. Please stay in his word. And please stay connected to the well. God bless you all. Do we have an exit song, Mark? Uh, God be with us till we meet again. All right. Or we're going to say All right. Ha <laughs> ha.